welcome everybody. This is Parenting with Ease, our podcast number two. And I am excited to share with you uh, three community members of the Homeschool Garden family. Um, we were so blessed to have three new babies enter our community in a short span of less than six months. And I have the new mamas on the line. Uh, I have Brooke and Leona and Dorian. And we're going to have a conversation today about being a new mom again and what that feels like, and also share a little bit about our hopes uh, for our children. Um, Brooke, do you mind starting? Sure. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have a 21-month-old son, Romeo, and we have a five-month-old son, Luke. And becoming a new mom again has been challenging at times, um, but that's not really how I would choose to describe the context of this experience. I would choose challenging as the word for my first child when I became a new mom. I was really scared all the time um, and really caught up in a perfect picture, wanting to do everything right. Uh, With our second son, I'd say that I'm a lot more relaxed. So I I choose to call this experience as um, a little bit more relaxed and actually enjoyable. Um, He was very much planned, my, my second son, so I guess maybe that added to the sense of relaxation. The fact that I've done it before, I, I, I'm the type of person that, like, I have to know everything. So I kind of, I feel like I know everything this time. I know I don't, but it's just that sense of, like, okay, I've done this, and um, I'm going to actually be present to, to what's happening. Um, I think that's added a lot of um, love. I'm able to feel a lot of love um, for the experience. And, and with the second child, I'm, I'm able to be a lot more mindful. I'm able to be a lot more present. And, and with Rye, you know, I've, I've definitely had the tools. And I didn't, you know, come into Rye until Romeo was one. So to, to raise Luke, my second child, into this education has been a complete blessing, um, not just for my parenting, but just for me as, as a person. Um, so my first hope, I'd say, for my children, um, for my family, uh, uh, practice prayer and meditation. So the mindfulness, you know, as a, a daily practice, my husband and I have a beautiful meditation practice, and we haven't really included the kids as much as, as I'd like. It's more of a, okay, let me take time for myself and meditate. Uh, I'd say my second hope would be uh, for my kids to understand the beauty and the power of nature. And my third is that, uh, I don't know if these are like wishes or prayers, this is starting to sound like this, but it's for like good sleep in the house for everyone, for my infant, my toddler, you know, my husband and myself, that we're able to get a good night's sleep and uh, have confidence in, in all, in, in each other that, that we can, you know, sleep through the night and be rested. So I think that wraps it up. 
<laughs> That's great, Brooke. <laughs> um, Brooke actually touched on a, a few things. So she was talking about RIE, which is actually an acronym, R-I-E, or Resources for Infant Educators. And that's, um, that's how Brooke and I um, came together. Um, actually, we were on the same wave path. Um, I work with the nonprofit. Um, you can find them at rie.org, rie.org. Um, and it's a nonprofit organization that supports uh, families and educators working with infants and toddlers. Um, so that's that's if you want to find out more information about Rye and what Brooke was sharing about. And um, that ease that you were talking about um, after you shared challenging wasn't the quite word, quite the word that you wanted to express. And you talked about feeling like you you knew more. And it reminds me like of that phrase of the more of the knowing of the not knowing. <laughs> you become more aware of how much you don't know, but that actually creates more ease because you don't think that you know or that you there's this mysterious amount that you don't know. I don't know if that makes sense to any of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I, that, that's what comes to mind when you said that. So thank you for sharing that. Leona? Yeah, hi. Um, so I have Caleb, who is about two and a half, and we have Zev, who is about two and a half months. And Josh and I knew that we wanted to grow our family. It wasn't necessarily planned, um, but not a total surprise. Um, And my experience is very different. In terms of the hands-on and the day-to-day, I had so much quality solo time with Caleb that I feel like I was able to take everything in we could nap together during the day. With Zev, it's completely different because I feel like I'm focusing a lot of my time on Caleb. So for me, I'm still finding that connection with Zev. I'm still, like, the little moments with Zev are so precious to me because I know, like, <laughs> Caleb's going to want my attention in, you know, a few a few minutes or I've got to – you know, get him on the potty or get him food. It's it's like moving at such a faster pace, I guess, is the best way to compare both when they were newborns, you know, and growing, growing up. My three hopes for my, for just my family in general, um, but specifically with my children, would be to learn uh, self-care and family care and community care. And one of my favorite things that you've taught me, Erica, is like everything is just, according to Rye, is like just a continuous conversation. So starting now and talking to Caleb about self-care, which could include anything about, you know, just bathing or brushing your teeth and self-respect and respecting others and taking the time to read and taking the time to draw and just be creative and just be alone and be with others that to me is so invaluable. He'll learn that now and and take that with him out into the world. And and hopefully that will help him in different stages of his life. And with family care, that could be anything from like him learning to help set the table or throw something away in the trash or the recycle or helping get a diaper for Zev 
you know, and with community care, um, there's something in the Jewish tradition called tzedakah, which is charity. And Caleb has his own charity box, his own tzedakah box. And so every day he knows that he gets to put a couple of coins in his charity box and then we donate that. And we've also started gathering clothes to donate. So teaching teaching them about themselves, about the family, about the community and the world is really something that I hope that they um, embrace. Thank you for sharing that, Leona. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Dorian, are you there? Hi. So my experience, being the oldest of five, I remember very much being a part of my two youngest siblings, um, newborn and infant and toddler and all of those phases. And then a couple of years ago, when they were 15 and 16, I actually was taking care of them for a year in Los Angeles. Um, and uh, so that is one way that I've been a parent already. Another is a stepdaughter who is now 10 and also helping take care of her four-year-old sister. These, in, these parenting experiences I've had are interesting because I've almost been able to flesh out some of the older years in some ways, and, and, and it doesn't feel as maybe daunting. Um, and one of the things that I'm really cherishing about having my own child at this point is I get to care as much as I want to. <laughs> and I'm getting really emotional because <laughs> I had that realization listening to um, the other ladies as, and that was the taking care of these other people in my life has it can be very challenging because at the end of the day, they're not mine and they, it's not, I, I, like the care that I put into them is beautiful and wonderful and, you know, the seeds that are planted are amazing and I really enjoy being a part of it, but it's very different and um, it is almost, not almost, it's, it's, I don't have, I guess, as much stress about am I doing the right thing for other people? You know, it's, it's a, a confidence in, A, the experience, experiences that I have had, and then a confidence in being the mom um, that really are making this experience beautiful and, and leading into my hopes of having a full and rich experience. And that is what I hope for my family is to have that experience that facilitates the, an intimacy and a closeness. And at the end of it all, I hope we all like each other. Um, you know, my, my personal relationship with my parents is not that close. And so I hope to have, I hope to have that closeness at the end of it all. That's my hope for my family. That's so tender. Thank you, Dorian, <laughs> for sharing that. And it's an it's interesting perspective also of um, at the end of the day, um, this one is mine. And Doreen, I don't think you shared how young your, your daughter is. Oh, she is 
one month and uh, a few days. What's the number now? Three days. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yes, my boys are now uh, 20 and 17 and 8, and I've had, um, I've had foster children, and I've had uh, my nieces and um, different people at different times that I've cared for. So I could understand about, um, about that perspective for sure. I wanted to circle back. Um, you all had really great shares, um, Brooke, about your mindfulness and the power of nature and the beauty of nature and being present with that with your family and good sleep, which I know all of you ladies could relate to at this point in time um, for the family. And uh, Leona's uh, self-care, which is, which is, I think, something that even as adults people are still learning, like myself, and the balance of that. And um, family care and community care. And, um, and your full and rich experience during that you were talking about and the closeness and... Um, and the sweetness and the vulnerability of, you know, at the end of the day, I hope that we, we like each other <laughs> and love each other because there's definitely moments in, in life where um, we don't experience that. My mom shared with me that there's uh, quite a big age difference. There's five years between herself and her oldest sister, and then I believe there's nine years between herself and her younger sister. And she intentionally had myself and my sister, who's 15 months older, than me, um, with the intention that, oh, if we are born closer together, then we will be closer um, in relationship to each other. And, um, and, and like yourself, um, Dorian, my sister and I are not uh, close. Um, as much as, you know, my mother would hope, and as much as even myself and maybe my sister too um, would hope for each other, it's, not, it's just not present to us right now. I wanted to talk about how you all are modeling the, the hopes and desires that you have for your children in your lives. Um, Brooke, you were talking about how you and your partner have a practice of meditation. And, um, and my question is, even though the kids might not be participating in it right this minute, um, if they're able to see you in that practice or know that you're going into that practice of meditation. Yeah, um, and this is something that my husband has brought up because I have my son, my older son, participate in prayer. Um, Mm -hmm. I've done that since he was an infant, so at this point now he knows the words to the prayers and he puts his hands together. But what I've done with my meditation is I've what I've been doing is saving it for myself, like it's my private time. So what actually this week we've been doing is sitting down with a mat um, right before bed and breathing um, a lot heavier than we would if we were alone, just for a few minutes um, so he understands that that's something that he can do. Um, And he's curious about it, and he's starting to, you know, sit down. So I don't normally, you know, do my practice, which is, you know, 20 minutes in the middle of the living room in front of all the kids to answer your question. (laughs) Uh, No, not at all. Yeah. And even if it's just, you know, I'm going to go and meditate now and then, you know, you make that share and then you move into your, your own space where you have that quiet 
just an acknowledgement of this is where I'm going and this is what it brings me. Um, because yeah, I, I don't love think, that. I don't think you begrudgingly go, okay, it's time for me to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. The, uh, the other thing is I actually I teach uh, a dance class. That's a, it's a dance meditation class. And I've been teaching this to my son. So this is another way to be mindful is movement. Um, and it's just really exploded the dancing in the home, you know, for no reason. He's just, he feels a certain way and he'll just start dancing. So there are other ways I don't have to just sit on a mat, you know, to meditate. Um, so I'm definitely getting creative. Awesome. Well, that sounds beautiful. And, um, Leona, how about yourself? How do you express to your boys that you're, you're going to be taking care of yourself some self care? Um, on Thursdays or Fridays, Caleb, I just ordered Caleb like a kid's yoga mat and it came in the mail and he was so excited because for the longest time we were just doing like a little practice on the carpet. Um, and I'll go up and headstand and he, and I called it candlestick. And so he's always like, mommy, do candlestick. Um, and it's more yoga for me. And then he's just kind of climbing all over me, but that is our time to stretch and exercise. And so getting him acclimated with you know, taking care of your body or just moving your body and how that feels after, like, after I stretch, I feel like a new person. So that's important to me. And especially on the days when I have both boys for about 12 hours on my own, I need just to like move my body and get some oxygen in there um, to take on the day. So we'll do that in the morning together. Um, We have a prayer that we do together at the end of the night. Um, we also have, as a um, observing Jewish family, we have Shabbat dinners together as a family. And so there's a couple of different things that Josh and I do. Um, I light candles and say a prayer, and Josh and Caleb and Zev um, observe me do that. And Josh has a prayer uh, before we eat, and he also says a prayer um, for Caleb, and it he, like, puts his hand on his head. So those are... Uh, things that we hold dear to us. It's quality family time, and we're starting these traditions with our children in there. And and Caleb, you know, knows the words also. If we're saying a blessing before we eat our meal, um, he's starting to get familiar with those those words and prayers. And um, with family care, it's something as simple as you know, can you help me set the table? It's for the family. Like I'll try to incorporate the word family into something that that we're doing so that he can start to recognize um, the contribution. Or if I'm, you know, going to the market or making dinner, I'll I'll say I'm making dinner for the family. And then as far as community care, um, just going back to the tzedakah and the charity. um, And we recently gathered some some clothes for um, a friend who's having a baby on the way. And so I just talked a little bit about we're gathering some things and we have so much to share and we're so blessed with, you know, all of the things that we have and all the things that we have in our life. So this is our way of, of giving back to the community and helping friends and family. Well, thank you, Leona. It reminds me, you know, that it's, it's definitely not just the ritual, but the routine of it and the consistency that you have with it. You know, Shabbat happens, you know, weekly and it's something that you share together and, Well, yeah, thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah. I also wanted to just touch on something you originally shared about um, finding your time with Zev. Um, and I also, it's something that I share with um, lots of families that I work with that are having um, babies and have um, children in the age range between, you know, 18 months and three and a half years is that we often think that the infant is going to be needing most of our time. And it's actually, it's the older children that need more of our time because they need to rear, you know, reaffirm that I'm still loved. <laughs> I'm still cared yeah. for, even though there's this new being in the house. Um, and, and it's definitely something that, you know, we acknowledge and we um, remind ourselves. And then also, you know, that we talk about, you know, even with Zav of, you know, I hear Caleb calling me, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to finish, you know, feeding you and then I'll, I'll go and see what Caleb's needing. Yeah. But I, I think definitely it's, started incorporating more of that, that language since you and I had, since I had that question for you the other week. Um, so that's been very helpful. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Dorian? Mostly what I do, you know, I'm involved in a, a myriad of different things in my life. And um, I guess to give examples, I've helped direct a community garden for the past few years. I've been a student for the past few years. <laughs> I've um, been at, the, at homeschool garden learning and helping and um, and also teaching yoga. So all of these experiences that I have are extremely fulfilling for me. And just by having that experience, I'm much more pleasant and happy and conducive in the family setting. Yeah, and, I, and that's a part of the, you know, the thing that's fulfilling for me as well is having people join me in the things that I enjoy and possibly finding the, that a similar joy themselves. And if you can share a little bit about how you model the closeness, um, because I definitely have a sense of that when I visit you at your place. Interestingly, in our family, the closeness sometimes comes from allowing space. Um, and one of the things that I'm thinking about is Arden, the 10-year-old, who uh, when we let her know that we were adding to the family, she was devastated. She was, had a, a very strong emotional response, and we, were, we knew that that was possible, uh, and we, let, we allowed her to have that experience. You know, We weren't trying to rationalize it or make her feel better about it, and we tried to listen and hear that she was genuinely upset about not being the only one. And she was concerned that she wasn't going to have her room to herself. And, you know, so we were able to say, yeah, you know, you're not going to have to share your room with the baby. And, you know, we didn't necessarily try to say, it's okay that you're not the only one. We let it be that. And then the day Mira was born, the girls, um, it was all very fast and the girls went to um, a horse lesson for Arden. And by the time they came back a few hours later, Mira was here. And Kenneth greeted them at the door and said, I have to tell you guys something. While you were gone, Mira was born. And Arden's 
original response of being very upset came back and kind of spent some time with her and allowed her the space to have that strong response. And since then, she is, she's so admiring of Mira and it's very sweet. You know, she's, she always tries to catch when her eyes are open and she's peeking and Arden loves certain faces that she makes and she loves the, the clothes that she's wearing. Um, and then in terms of Sophia, she loves babies anyway. And what's interesting about Sophia is that she's new to our family and her personality is such that she is big, bold, and strong wherever she is. Um, she's also very sensitive um, and, and allowing her to be her in our space while also trying to allow, give, allow, uh, trying to model that for Arden to give Sophia the space to be herself. Um, that is interestingly, maybe counterintuitively, the ways that we model intimacy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is a wonderful <laughs> key um, share. I, I think, um, Brooke and Leona, would you agree with that? <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, yes, yes. I remember um, because I had modeled it so much of I need some space, um, hearing it said back to me from my three-year-old, I need some space, Mama, and walking into a different room. And perhaps it wasn't something that I was um, ready for, <laughs> Maybe we were having a conversation about setting a boundary or whatever it was, but it was, it was pure joy for me, for him to be able to express that. And, you know, even as they grew older, the boys, and just to be able to ask for space is so present. I mean, it's so um, available to them, and it's a resource rather than um, a pushback, which I really appreciate. So thank you. Uh, Dorian, for sharing that too. Is there anything, last tidbit, that um, you'd like to share with our audience from Parenting with Ease? Um, yeah, it, I, I would think uh, deep compassion, having deep compassion for yourself, um, the children, and all the caregivers. And I think the, the deep compassion just being okay with where you are. And, and, and that compassion is a symptom of just being in the heart and, and doing things from a heart space. And I noticed that, you know, when you're in the heart, it doesn't leave a lot of room for comparison when you're focused on your heart, doing things from a heart-centered space. So you're not wondering if you're doing it right or comparing one kid to the other or one mom to another mom or one way to another way. It's just being in the heart and focusing on the love and having compassion for yourself. Just having mm -hmm. a profound compassion for yourself. Yes. I definitely think that it brings us full, full circle, Brooke, to like your first share of, you know, the space that you've really given yourself. Uh, this time around, and um, and it just you know the curiosity. I think staying in the curiosity and the heart center, like you're sharing, rather than um, putting up 
the walls of, I should know how to do this, <laughs> or, you know, this expectation that's um, unrelenting um, for parents, I think. Definitely. Well, thank you, ladies, again. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you, parents, for joining us for our second podcast of Parenting with Ease. Thank you, Dorian. Thank you, Leona. And thank you, Brooks, for joining us today. You all have a beautiful day. Thank you.